But let's focus our attention now on the situation in Ukraine. The uh, invasion of that country by Russia began two years ago on this day. And the balance of forces in the field is one measure of what's going on. The other is the balance of international power in terms of which countries are supporting who. And in particular, the ongoing struggle within the United States over whether the U.S. should continue to provide Ukraine with support and arms. So where are we now? Let's get the views of my next guest. Professor Irina Filatova is a professor emeritus at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. And thank you, Professor, for your time on 702 Drive. Good afternoon to you. Oh, hello, John. So let, let's first of all talk about the position in the field. Most of what I've read or seen in TV news bulletins would suggest that militarily Russia is gaining, starting to gain some quite significant advantage. Is that broadly true or is it too early to draw that conclusion? Well, from what I read, uh, it is true. At the moment, Russia is... Uh uh, a much stronger power than Ukraine. Yes. Uh, because uh, Ukraine needs uh, uh, needs uh, anything, everything, <laughs> basically. Uh, it needs artillery shells, it needs uh, uh, missiles, it needs uh, protection for its cities and uh, for its military uh, installations and so on, and uh, it doesn't have any. And Russia is successfully using uh, its partnerships with uh, many countries in the world, such as Iran and North Korea, uh, which supply uh, Russia with their own arms, uh, on top of what Russia itself is producing, and it is producing much more than it did at the beginning of the war. What are the costs to Russia of uh, an economy being put on much more of a war footing than I would argue ever, perhaps since the Cold War and possibly since the Second World War? Uh, It certainly gives Russia the advantage in Ukraine. There is no doubt about it. That is what it wanted and uh, that is what it is doing. Uh, But yes, it is now a military economy and... uh, uh, gradually, uh, Russia will, uh, a Russian economy, uh, will not be able to sustain that condition because, uh, uh, many civilian, uh, industries, uh, are now, uh, do not do what they were supposed to do. Uh, of course, uh, people have to eat, people to yes. have to feed their children and, uh, uh, the Russian population is dwindling and uh, Russia has many, many problems. But for now, everything seems all right. Uh, Russia is managing to get even uh, the, uh, the high technology stuff from the West. Uh, so now there is an investigation about how it is happening, but that right. is true. So let, let's focus then on international sport, support for Ukraine. Uh, deadlock in the United States, uh, where the, uh, particularly the conservative side of, of the Republican Party is wanting to link aid to Ukraine to some other things that they would want to see happen on the U.S. southern border. Um, it, how much of a setback is this for Russia? I beg your pardon, for Ukraine. And, and do you expect... Uh, President Joe Biden in the U.S. to get any kind of breakthrough on that. The Senate 
has backed uh, his package, but it doesn't look as if it's going to be easy passage through the House of House of Representatives. Uh, I do not think that it is going to be an easy passage. We know all the problems about it. We know that the uh, all-powerful former President Trump is uh, blocking assistance to Ukraine or has been blocking and uh, uh, it is strange. You said that uh, the, the, this was the reason. Uh, uh, the reason for it was that this uh, uh, aid was not connected with the questions of the border. Yes. But then, uh, then Biden suggested another uh, package which, which did include the uh, border uh, measures. And then uh, the Republicans have uh, uh, have refused even to put the uh, put to put the new package package uh, for vote. Uh, so uh, there is this opposition among the Republicans, which is inspired by former President Trump, uh, which doesn't want Biden to succeed in anything yes. either the border on or in Ukraine or anywhere else. So tied up with them. <laughs> Yeah, very much tied up with American domestic politics. Take us to Europe and give us a sense of uh, quite often when I when I do hear Ukrainian leadership talking um, on on uh, various international news channels or in the in the press, uh, they're very keen to say that Ukraine is Europe's front line in a larger battle around democracy and and Europe's secure future. Is that is that message? gaining any kind of substantial traction in Europe? Because I did see a survey suggested that a huge majority of ordinary European voters don't believe Ukraine can hold out, and that may undermine their willingness to fund the war effort. Uh, well, uh, uh, so far the Europeans supported Ukraine, uh, but, but the forces which are against its support are growing. Yes. And uh, they will not come uh, from people who understand the dangers that the war uh, presents to them. They, it comes from the people who think that Putin is doing the right thing. Uh, that Putin's policy is correct, that they are tired of uh, the uh, American, uh, American imposing all the rules in the world, and they want something different. Yes. The narrative of the multipolar world, which would live without all these restrictions of international law and all that, uh, is is very strong. And the forces, right? Usually, they are right forces, uh, right wing forces in European countries are growing, uh, but. Uh, uh, it is very difficult to see how uh, this danger, imminent danger for Europe, will not be seen. We must think about what happened uh, in the 1930s. Yes. Europe also did not want to see the danger uh, coming from Germany uh, and uh, uh, tried to postpone and postpone and postpone and uh, to give... Uh, bits and pieces to Hitler, but um, you, we know what, how it ended. Uh, 
Thank you so much, Professor Irina Filatova, joining us from the University of KwaZulu-Natal, Professor Emeritus. Do, to what extent do you follow what's going on in Ukraine? I mean, so many other stories have taken over uh, in international news in many ways. Uh, certainly the conflict in Gaza would be one preeminent in that regard. And do you, do you follow this closely? Do let us know what you think. It's 18 minutes past four.